This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got uh, breaking news from our own correspondents and contributors. Dave Walsh is actually in the United Kingdom, and there's a massive uh, protest out there about energy policy. Uh, we're going to get uh, Dave Walsh is going to contact us here at momentarily. We'll get Dave Walsh up. We've got Natalie Winters already at AmFest. She's got an amazing piece on, guess what, information, disinformation, this FBI. You know, it's acting like the KGB, and i tell you somebody who knows all about that is Rebecca Coffert. Rebecca, we'll have you on next week about the CIA report you've got in the New York Post, but we'll blow it out. But your assessment here, because I saw a piece in NBC uh, last night that says that they're putting together a massive militia in Ukraine. And by the way, the Ukrainian people are getting absolutely hammered. You gave the number 140,000. I think the Defense Department says there's 40,000 civilians that are dead uh, 10 months into this war. There's 100,000 that the president of the EU said there were 100,000 military personnel in Ukraine. This is her words that have been killed uh, in action. I know they try to walk a little bit of that back. But they had an article, uh, and I got to be quick about this, but they had an article where they're going to put together a massive militia force with Kiev in the, in, the, in the grid being bombed and shelled every night and Russia, which is so good on artillery, hammering them every night. They're going to put together a, and Milley saying there's no military path to a victory here after being told that there was by MSNBC and CNN. Just remember that. And the Biden administration uh, told this for months and months and months, and the Ukrainian people believing that. They're putting together a huge militia, a militia now. Militia in Ukraine right now is a civilian with a gun, okay? A militia to retake Crimea. Um, how ludicrous is that? How, how many Ukrainians will die needlessly if, if we continue to give the false hope that a, a militia is going to somehow go take a Crimea back, ma'am? It is absurd. I mean, Crimea is one of the most 45 targets, you know, for Ukrainians. Putin is never going to give up Crimea. He will go all the way to nuclear, triggering the Russian escalate to de-escalate doctrine that envisions the detonation of a low-yield tactical nuclear warhead in Ukraine in order to prevent that from happening. But what is disturbing is that all these lies that we are being told, not only Zelensky is deploying militia, he's deploying his security services to raid churches and monasteries and arrest priests, orthodox priests, interrogating them. These are Soviet KGB tactics. You know, Zelensky is basically a, a, the type of dictator that, that Putin is. Unfortunately, our government has been feeding this false narrative to us that Ukraine is a democracy, it is a highly corrupt country, 123rd on the scale, just a little bit less corrupt uh, than yeah. Russia. And so the American people just need to know the truth. And it's only war room and outlets like that that deliver this truth and not the disinformation 
that the rest of U.S., especially liberal media, are telling the American people. We need to really stop listening to those guys because they're using FBI to shape the narrative uh, of Twitter. Imagine that. Hang on for one second. Uh, We're going to get to Natalie in a second, but I got Dave Walsh from the United Kingdom by phone. Dave, can you get us up to date of what's going on over there, sir? Hi, Steve. I can hear you. Yes. What? Tell us what's happening. So we've got uh, we've got thousands of demonstrators in the streets today in London, demonstrating for Iranian freedom. This has been going on for about half an hour in front of Parliament, and it's all about a despotic regime, dictatorial. Religious-based regime, regime who in the last year have been a key trading ally of the United States for oil. As you know, that and the audience knows, the Biden administration have sought out the leadership of the government of Iran as a validated trading partner for oil and gas for our country, despite our having an abundance of fuels. So rather remarkable that uh, we're supporting the very government, our own leadership that is uh, the cause of this kind of uh, rioting and demonstrating in the UK at this time. I have have stumbled into MSNBC in front of Buckingham Palace just a few days ago, covering important issues such as the relationship of Harry and Meghan, period. Not the energy crisis in England, not the fact that 14 million Brits are living in below the poverty level now, but covering Meghan and Harry, our media here in, in the UK. A disgrace. Uh, Dave Walsh, thank you very much. We look forward. I wonder, we're trying to get you back on the Monday show. We uh, appreciate the fact that you're on vacation there and you've in holiday and you've jumped in to help us out here. Thank you very much, sir. Fantastic. So, Rebecca, before I let you go, you got protests in the streets. You've got the Iranians that are fighting for freedom, particularly this whole movement with women there. Uh, Russia is now doing a deal with, remember, the CCP did a 40 year output deal on oil. Um, you got Putin doing a strategic military deal with uh, with the mullahs. Are the mullahs going anywhere anytime soon? Do you think, ma'am? Unfortunately, I don't believe that because uh, another thing that Putin is doing is he's providing help to the Iranians to suppress um, the the protest. And Putin is a master of it. Remember, he has stood up his own 300,000 National Guard with the specific purpose of protecting his regime. So he's a former KGB operative. He is a professional assassin, and his inner circle is protected by those types of you know, assassins, and they can train the Iranians on those tactics. Putin is an expert on it. And so, unfortunately, the biggest threat right now is Russia sharing their nuclear know-how yep. with Iran. That is the top threat, not the Russian yep. threat that supposedly is threatening Europe. How, how is the, uh, uh, Russia presenting a threat to a NATO country? They're struggling securing military victory over a much smaller opponent, Ukraine. So this whole lie that the Washington establishment has uh, targeted the American people with, the disinformation about Russia attacking a NATO country is absolute nonsense. It's nonsensical. And they are counting on our stupidity. But the American people are not stupid. The American people have already caught on to the fact that the Biden administration is just a bunch of crooks 
you know, and 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 liars. And so truth is coming out. And Matt Rebecca, Taibbi and Barry Weiss are presenting the truth to us. Rebecca, how do people get to you to the book you've done on uh, on Putin? How do they get to your writings? You've got a new article up in the New York Post today. How do they get to it? Uh, I regularly publish on the New York Post, the Fox News. I'm on Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social now at Rebecca0132. And my website is RebeccaCoffler.com. I'm on YouTube and uh, all over. I'm so proud to be here on War Room, Steve, because you're one of very, very few outlets now in the United States delivering truth to the American people. The rest of them, I just like back in the USSR that I could experience, it was full censorship. And right now we are learning about what the FBI was doing with respect to Twitter. Yeah. It was targeting Americans who were trying to deliver truth to the United States. Rebecca, thank you very much. And thank you for the kind words. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Steve. Pretty good segue to uh, to our own Natalie Winters. By the way, for the 30, this is the reason the, the omnibus is so big, $37 billion to keep this madness going. Uh, tar $37 billion of your money that's not going to the southern border. That's not going to economic development in this country. Going to the the, the dumpster fire that is Ukraine and more, just more Ukrainians are going to be killed. And now they're talking about funding a militia, a militia with basically civilians with, with guns to take Crimea. This is the kind of madness. This is insanity. Uh, Mersheimer of Chicago and Natalie Winters is a Chicago, University of Chicago graduate. Um, Mersheimer said, we're, this is back in 14, he said it all that, that we're leading the Ukrainian people down the primrose path to their destruction because of elites in the West. And of course, we're not defending Russia. The, the KGB is a criminal cartel, just like the CCP, maybe even worse than the CCP. Uh, Natalie Winters, talk to us about, you got this piece on disinformation. You're, even though you're young in years, you've become pretty, uh, I don't say cynical, a little hardened because you're such an investigative <laughs> reporter. You've seen, well, you've just seen the lies and misrepresentations on the biomedical security program you're one of the top one two or three investigative reporters in the world about the chinese communist party and its infiltration of the west uh talk to me about the revelations coming out now which with this new story you've got up sure well i think it's important to contextualize it because the government funded program that i found in terms of correcting beliefs held by misinformation is i would say it's scary enough to stand on its own but i think it's a lot more scary even more nefarious when you consider it, this grant, um, in the context of what the federal government has been doing in terms of not just censoring misinformation, but sort of taking proactive steps to try to stop these beliefs, these so-called, you know, misinformed beliefs from really festering in the brains of Americans to begin with. Um, I think at this point, it's safe to say that there really is a misinformation industrial complex that exists in terms of a fusion between the private and public sector in trying to suppress narratives that are unfavorable, whether it's towards the Biden regime, uh, COVID-19 vaccine makers, I would say it goes all the way to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and I think a lot of times when we catch these entities, whether it's you know the FBI, um, in this case, the DHS, even in this case, it's the National Science Foundation, when we catch them in the act of trying to censor misinformation, I think it's important to remember 
that this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? This is what sort of flies above the radar that we're able to catch because it's a federally funded program. But most of, most of these programs, you know, if Twitter hadn't released those communications, I think a lot of us have the gut feeling that there's this liaising that exists between the public and private sector. Um, but but what I've found, again, is just, you know, 0.0001%. So this grant in particular is titled, and this is not a conspiracy, this is literally the title of it, How False Beliefs Form and How to Correct Them. Um, and this is a over half a million dollar grant from the National Science Foundation to researchers at Vanderbilt University. Um, where they're working in consult with fact checkers, though the grant doesn't explicitly name who they're working with. Um, but they're not just trying to to figure out how to combat the spread of misinformation, right? That's a, a euphemism that I think we hear all too often. But what I think is particularly nefarious about this program, and I've read the corresponding studies that have been published from this grant, they are going down all the way to the level of basically I mean, testing syntax and phrasing and diction and what words work better um, in terms of crafting fact checks to make Americans believed what fa- believe what fact checkers say, how to make it the most salient. All the way down, they talk about cognitive psychology. Um, you can go to War Room to read the story and read the abstracts from the papers to see really the, I would say, very alarming level of depth that these people are going, not just to stop the spread of disinformation, but how to actively then combat people who hold those viewpoints. And as anyone who watches the show uh, knows, the term disinformation really has no bearing, has no anchor. It's sort of a floating nebulous term. And that very fact is how it's been so exploited by agencies, whether it's FBI, DOJ, DHS, or in this case, even the National Science Foundation. You know, you, you throw around, we throw around these terms or, or, Orwellian or Kafkaesque or whatever, but this is, this is, uh, but this, you got into the engine room and see how they fund and they interact with the, with the university complex, which is just an adjunct to them of, uh, of a shutting down wrong thing, right? This is the, the wrong thing. And these people need to be the reprogram. This is so dangerous, and now we know it's dangerous because we've seen the revelations of Matt Taibbi and uh, and Weiss over with Elon Musk at Twitter about the direct involvement of the FBI, 80 FBI uh, agents working essentially a, a controlled takeover of uh, of Twitter. Darren Beatty's going to be back here in a second talk of his uh, short commercial break. Uh, Natalie's going to join us on the other side. we got to get to this blockbuster piece. We're going to put it out everywhere. Make sure everybody gets it back. Jeff Shepard, I think we're trying to get Jeff Shepard on also to talk about uh, the judiciary and taking presidents out. Your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay. Um, for anybody who thinks that the, the AmFest is uh, for just young people, that's not correct. A bunch of those old geezers are going to be there too, but we want everybody. Everybody had a great time at the Great Reset Conference we did. You can see the the folks we got, we want everybody in the general area to try to make it. We're going to be doing live Monday and Tuesday. Natalie Winters is out there already. Uh, Captain Bannon, um, Grace Chung, the whole the whole crew, and um, Natalie is going to co-host with me on uh, on Monday and Tuesday. Natalie, um, g- give me a minute or two on Amfest. What do you hope to get out of there? Uh, this piece right here, by the way, the audience is loving. We're going to do a lot more of this and get you a lot more involved in this. This Twitter situation, FBI situation, DOJ, which is going to be one of the major investigative pieces, it's all going to roll into the Fauci, the biomedical 
a security industry that you've been so good at deconstructing. Give us your sense of um, of Amfest and your role, ma'am. Sure. Well, I am someone who's usually very skeptical of conferences because I think they're a lot of times a waste of money, a waste of effort when we should just be, you know, focusing on the grassroots, getting out the vote. But I think right now with what we've seen, and honestly, I think it dovetails perfectly with the story that I was just talking about. There's such a concerted effort um, from this government, from the Biden regime to make people who hold the beliefs that you and I do feel isolated and feel alone and make us feel crazy. So I think it's really, I would say cathartic in some ways, but really powerful to have such a large gathering of like-minded people to actually organize and figure out, you know, how we move forward. Because I think a lot of times, you know, they keep us so apart. Um, I think that's one of the, I would say, cons of social media. Some people might call it a pro, but I think it's really nice to just be in the same room with a lot of like-minded people to really strategize how to go forward. I was just Looking at the schedule, looking at some of the speakers here, while I'm most excited to see you speak, Steve, uh, there are some other people who, who are just really amazing. So I think it's, it's, it's nice to have so many like-minded people um, in the same room pushing back against all these FBI-contrived narratives on what constitutes misinformation and disinformation. No, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I agree. This is going to be the battle, putting together the battle plan for 2023 because we've got to fire up the football. One, the appropriations, right, is the anvil. The investigations of the hammer. So, and the the revelations every day are just are just absolutely stunning. They, they 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 boggle the mind. We've been talking about a lot now. You see why people were um, you know banned. Uh, but the, the the sophistication of the apparatus, everywhere from giving grants to to Vanderbilt and other schools to start, you know, how do we identify wrong think? But more importantly, how do we convince the proletariats, right, the deplorables? How do we convince the proles that? They, they're part of wrong think and they got to have right think. So um, it's it's beyond scary. And I'm really proud of the people that we work with that we're getting to the bottom of this. And everything we have said has been true. Everything. Uh, Natalie, give what's your social media? How can people follow you while you're at AmFest, ma'am? I'm at Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. You know, Natalie, I've been getting blown up. I've been getting, you know, can you oh, connect no. me with Natalie? We want to interview Natalie. No, no offense. Am I like your agent? Uh, I, I mean, it, I, I told somebody, I said, I'm not Natalie's agent. Here's the number. You call her, you contact her. I'm not, send, I give I'm, out my I'm not running, number, I'm not running her calendar. Well that would end. <laughs> no, I'm not running her calendar. Okay. Look forward to seeing you out there. Thanks. Thanks for getting Bye. out there early. Natalie winners. Um, okay. Uh, so, you know, MSNBC and CNN all night last night, all afternoon yesterday since CNN broke the story all day today, all day tomorrow in the Sunday shows. I'm going to give you a heads up what's going to be there and all Monday and on national TV starting at noon. They're going to do a pregame and then one o'clock is going to be live. And then in Rachel Maddow's already announced she's coming back off the beach to do a special on Monday night. MSNBC whole hour special. The uh, J6 committee is going to. um bring criminal charges against or recommend they're going to go to justice. It's just a, it's a symbolic, but they're going to refer president Trump for criminal prosecution. There's a, and we're going to spend a lot of time on this in 2023. And I want to reintroduce you to a, uh, to a, uh, a, an individual that has really dedicated his life to get to the bottom of it. And this is part of the story. You're going to have to understand because you're going to see it take place. You're already seeing it take place, but it's definitely going to take place around President Trump. Uh, the uh, individual is Jeff Shepard. He was in the Nixon White House. He's dedicated his life to get to the bottom of what really happened at Watergate. Because the story you've been told 
is not the is not the real story. The latest book, he's done three, but the latest book is the Nixon conspiracy about how they really plotted and took President Nixon out. And I'm not, I'm not making any defense of Richard Nixon was not the best guy in the world, but he was a great president and he stood for some great things. Domestic policy, maybe not so much, but in strategically and in international uh, policy uh, among the uh, the finest. And he, and, he, and he came into a terrible situation uh, with the Vietnam War kind of dumped in his lap. Uh, Jeff Shepard, walk us through what's the Nixon conspiracy, and particularly one aspect nobody's ever th- really focused on is the federal judiciary, which is kind of held up, you know, sacrosanct like uh, Caesar's wife. The federal yes. judiciary, the Department of Justice, and these Hill staffers, these staffers on the Hill that work in conjunction to, they worked in conjunction to take down a president, and hey, they're working in conjunction now to thwart one to 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 make sure trump didn't have his legitimate second term and two make sure trump never comes back again jeff shepherd the floor is yours sir steve thank you for having me on uh you're right i've devoted a great deal of my uh my life to getting to the bottom of what really happened in watergate and uh, what's really brought that forward is in just the past 10 years it's, it's 50 years since watergate but just in the past 10 years four caches of documents have surfaced uh, from the internal records of the Watergate Special Prosecution Force that show, that, that, that leave a paper trail of secret meetings, secret memos, and secret coordination between the judiciary and the special prosecutors and congressional staff. And you wouldn't believe it if it weren't there in writing, but it's right there in writing. I can show I've uncovered documents and I've posted them on my website and they're featured in my books uh, that show at least a dozen secret meetings between the Watergate special prosecutors and Chief Judge John Sirica, who was running the trials, both the break-in trial and the cover-up trial. And you don't have to have gone to law school to understand you're not supposed to have secret one-sided meetings with a judge. And we've also uncovered uh, uh, proof that Archibald Cox became so worried about Judge Sirica's bizarre rulings, they're always pro-prosecution. He may as well have sat at the prosecution table, that Archie Cox called on his friend, Chief Judge David Bazelon of the D.C. Circuit, and urged him to stack the deck on any appeals from Judge Sirica's criminal rulings in, in Watergate. So what you find, if you look, is there were 12 criminal appeals from Judge Sirica's Watergate trials. And in all 12 of them, the D.C. Circuit heard the case from the beginning, what's called en banc, the whole nine judges. Now, in the circuit courts, it's supposed to be three judges on a panel. And if you think that wasn't the right decision, you can petition for a rehearing before all the judges. But here, for the first time and only time in American history, 12 Watergate cases were heard before the nine judges, and that's because it preserved the liberal control of that court. And you and you have this truly bizarre finding. You have secret meetings with a judge, and you have the suppression of evidence that would have been helpful to the defendants. So uh, my... my uh, 
second book, the, the first cache came out in uh, 2013. And these were Leon Jaworski's confidential Watergate files that he took with him when leaving office. These were government documents, not supposed to take government documents, but Leon did. And they didn't surface until well after he'd passed away and he'd given them to his alma mater, uh, uh, Baylor Law School down in Waco, Texas. And you, and you, and you, you start reading them. They, they became public in, in response to my FOIA request. But you start reading them, and, and, and what he's done, he's prepared memos that describe his secret meetings with Judge Sirica. And as I say, I, I can show you a paper trail of at least 12 of them. And then you have this other set of memos that also surfaced around the same time. Around 2013, this first set came out, and it's a series of, of uh, interviews with the original career prosecutors when John Dean came in to switch sides. John Dean was the president's lawyer, but after the break-in, and everybody agrees nobody on the White House staff knew about the break-in in advance, but what sunk them is called the cover-up. It's not the crime, it's the cover-up. But John Dean was orchestrating the cover-up. So when he went to switch sides, he said, look, there's been a conspiracy I know because I'm a part of it. I was running it. But these other more senior guys, they were involved in it, too. The trouble was that wasn't the story he told when he first went in to see the prosecutors. He went in to talk about the break-in itself. They weren't convinced. The career prosecutors never agreed to give John Dean immunity. Uh, uh, they said he was too central to the cover-up. But his story changed. And when your story changes in the hands of the prosecution, that has to be shared with defense counsel. And it wasn't. And, and I've uncovered the, the, the key memo that goes right through it day by day when he's seeking immunity and describes his change in testimony. The defense should have had that made available to them for the trial. Now, what happened, and that's what brings the parallel to today, Steve, the uh, uh the, the I tell you what, hold it, Jeff, 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 hang on one second, because I want to I want to have a dramatic pause. OK, OK, I want to keep them hanging through the break. All Jeff right. Shepard. Um, we have to understand this. It hasn't been discussed enough. It hasn't been looked. The books are stunning. And um, we have to understand this because history is repeating itself right here now in Washington, D.C., against Donald J. Trump. Short break. Jeff Shepard, Darren Beatty from Revolver News, next in the war room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um... MyPillow.com, you can still get your Christmas gifts. Get there this weekend. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. The 80 up to 80% inventory clearance remains. It's a way to have a great Christmas, but to do it within a budget, make sure for anybody you know that's part of the War Room Posse, give them a, a gift from MyPillow. They will appreciate it. There's so much to, to look at. So just go to our square. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. You can't get them in Walmart, Big Box, Bed Bath & Beyond, on cable you can't get him on um was it the shopping networks you can get him on war room mypillow.com promo code war room go check it out today 
Jeff Shepard. Jeff, the the third this the third book hasn't gotten the exposure, but it may be the most explosive. It's the one that's going to be most relevant, ladies and gentlemen, as we go forward. Remember, we're trying to give you immersive experiences so that you're ahead of the curve of what's going to happen. In this after Monday, it's rolling. They're gonna they're gonna indict him. There's no doubt about that. They're they're coming for him. Okay, and they're coming for him. They just put a bill in of uh, 41 uh, Democrats put a bill in to 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 restrict him from running for president. They understand they can't beat him at the ballot box. They didn't beat him in 2020. They, he's not beatable at the ballot box. Not beatable at the ballot box. They have to do something else, and they're going to use this aspect, the, the, the uh, DOJ in the, um, in the federal judiciary. And this is Blockbuster. What's the relevance today, uh, Jeff? And I want to talk about the roadmap. What's the, what's the relevance of this today? Why are we talking about Nixon? Why are we talking about the 70s? Why are we talking about something that happened 50 years ago, sir? Well, what the what the prosecutors did, the uh, specially recruited, highly partisan Watergate uh, special prosecution force accused Nixon of personally having approved a payment of money to one of the uh, Watergate burglars. Uh, but they did it in secret. They did it to the grand jury. And then they, they had the grand jury write a report that they shared with the House Judiciary Committee, again, in secret. So those of us on Nixon's Watergate defense team didn't even know what he'd been accused of. It was just phenomenal. And then the other the other parallel, if I could, you know, Mark Twain has this great quote, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And the rhyming to today is just incredible. Back then, we didn't use the phrase deep state, but let me tell you, it was the deep state against Richard Nixon. He'd just been reelected by a, a landslide margin. And they wanted to take that away. And they used the Irvin Committee. And the Irvin Committee was as much one-sided as the January 6th Committee is today. So it, it was televised. It was carried live on all the networks. But you only got one point of view. You didn't get, you didn't get the other point of view. And what the prosecution did, the Department of Justice people, the Watergate Special Prosecution Force, they held off bringing criminal trials where you got all your rights of due process until after the public's mind had been poisoned by these congressional hearings. It's startling when you realize it, Steve, but you have no due process rights in front of the Congress. When you're called in front of a hearing, they're not under oath. You're the only one in the room that's under oath. They can say whatever they want about you, and you got no rights. It isn't until you're in a court of law that the Fifth and Sixth Amendments come into play. And that's what happened 50 years ago. I suspect that's the same scenario. You wonder why the Department of Justice has has uh, uh, taken well over two years before bringing any charges uh, uh, for what happened uh, uh, on January 6th. And it's I think it's because I mean it certainly was in Watergate. They want the 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 uh, story, the narrative, to come out in a very very one sided way. There's no now, doubt. What, How do, what we uh, learned, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the roadmap, the infamous roadmap yes. where they accused the president yep. of, of uh, it, it wasn't unsealed until 2018, and that was in response to my court petition. And then you get it, and then you say, wait a second. If they said this in public, we could have refuted it. But they didn't. They said it in secret, and they kept it secret. It didn't even start to come out until 2013 and the actual roadmap until 2018. 
And it it really it it brings it, it you know it 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 questions your faith in the rule of law. We talk about the rule of law, particularly lawyers and and all the rights you have and the constitution, all those things. But those things were for the downtrodden and the picked upon. They were not for the the high and the mighty. And what you've got is people in power or people who are usurping prosecutorial authority bringing charges that are very, very one-sided and designed for political purposes. It just shows you, too, when you look at these guys on MSNBC and all the all these guys, uh, they're, 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 the Weisberg, they're all demons. And they come, there's demon spawns from this crowd that was back in the 70s. I wanted to make sure people can get to your web, because we're going to do an hour special with you, maybe a two-hour special, because i got to break this down into component pieces so people fully understand what Trump's up against. How did they get to the website, all your information, and how they get to the book, particularly the last one, the, the sure. Nixon conspiracy? Uh, so, how, so where do they go? The website, the website is www.shepherdonwatergate.com, and you're showing the uh, homepage when you go in. Uh, uh, and then the three books are across the bottom. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you scroll down just a little bit, if you, if you have the ability to do that, uh, uh, the, the book three which is the one on the far left, is called the Nixon Conspiracy. And that's got the, the information on what they did to Nixon. Book two is their cheating on due process where they loaded, they, they met secretly yeah. with a judge and they, they loaded the appeals on the uh, actual Watergate prosecutions. And then book one, which came out in 20, uh, 2008, it really describes how the people most involved in, in the Watergate saga unfolding were all members of the Kennedy political dynasty. They were attempting, in my view, yep. to pave the way for Senator Edward Kennedy to run for president in 1976. Uh, oh, he no didn't doubt. do it, but not for lack of trying by these people. So it's, it's an evolving situation as more and more information becomes public, but you, you you're just amazed that there's an actual paper trail of what these folks did. There are not a single thing. All these documents are on my website. They're publicly available at the National Archives, but I've got the links. Not a single document has ever been challenged. Documents that describe their secret agreements with Judge Sirica, documents that show the suppression of exculpatory evidence. I mean, it is it is really appalling, and it's power. Remember, Lord Acton said power corrupts. Well, it certainly does. And the people who hold the power don't want to let it go. And they're willing to do anything to hold on to the power. And that's what we saw in Watergate. It's just, it's only coming to light 50 years later. This is the administrative state at work and their rogue elements, the deep state. Uh, Jeff Shepard, you're a patriot and a hero. You are 50 years on. This is relevant. You're a good man for spending the time to get to know this. Your your commentary and your characterizations are absolutely right. I look forward to discussing it in greater detail. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a couple specials. We'll work it out. Jeff, thank you so much for changing your day up to come on and join us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. The reason I wanted to do it is that th- this week the CIA has fought to, to, to hold back files and and memorandum and and, and information related to sources and methods, quote unquote, about Mexico, about the CIA's involvement in the Kennedy assassination with Lee Harvey Oswald. They're fighting it. That's 60 years ago. 
50 years ago. And I'm telling you, there's so many parallels to what they're doing with Trump with what they did to Nixon that's never been talked about. It's out there and the documents are out there. Shepard and other people pulled it together. And then you've seen today, we've asked Darren Beatty to change his schedule. Darren, this explosive stuff that's happening with 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 Twitter, you kind of called this shot. But I think even for people who've been in the middle of it, the brazenness, the scale of it, 80 FBI, to walk us through what's happened over the last 24, 48 hours to show that, you know, Darren Beatty has not had a, um, a tinfoil hat on with a propeller. Everything you've said happened is now coming to light, did happen, sir. Um, I'd love to talk about this, but I can't I can't resist um, adding to what your previous guest said um, in relation to the urban committee um, with Nixon. This is something I actually studied extensively when I uh, worked for Judge Robert Bork as a research associate. And as many of your listeners may remember, Robert Bork played a very uh, historic and fascinating role in the Nixon era with the Saturday Night Massacre and everything. But suffice it to say, uh, during the course of my research there and tons of interviews with a bunch of people involved with the whole Nixon issue, the special prosecutor and everything, there was really no additional um, information that was uncovered um, in the whole process of the Urban Committee, of the whole process, even through the special prosecutor, um, that wasn't already you know, there uh, before the special prosecutor existed. It became this totally unprecedented, completely promiscuous witch hunt into everything without any clearly defined scope. It was simply weaponized the entire apparatus of government to find anything they possibly could that's remotely associated with Nixon. So I think it really is a fascinating and important antecedent to keep in mind when you look generally on what the deep state has done against Trump. And in particular, um, these Twitter files, which released the sort of national security state slash sort of disinformation censorship arm of that broader um, war of the national security state against Trump and his supporters. No, that's what's so parallel. Give us an update. We're going to get you on with Jeff. We're going to do the whole drill down on this thing because there's so many parallels, and they're going to they're going to they're going to refer criminal charges on President Trump on Monday. We know that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, walk me through the FBI, the FBI and DOJ, Trump's FBI and DOJ, right? The two got Ray and and Barr. Uh, th- there's any, no doubt now they took him out, sir. Oh yeah, Trump's. FBI, Trump's DOJ, and don't forget the Department of Homeland Security, which is really at you know front and center of all of this. As you know, we've been reporting on Revolver News, Department of Homeland Security is the spearhead. It originally declared quote unquote white supremacy as the number one national security threat um, under Trump. So uh, you know, we're we're really learning what we kind of already knew in our gut, but we're seeing the receipts of it, and it's really more damning than we could have ever possibly uh, imagined. And um, for anybody who's ever questioned the premise that you know Twitter is a national security operation, and that in order to address the censorship issue of big tech, the ultimate bottleneck is confronting the national security state. But, After the release yeah. of these Twitter files, nobody can deny that with a straight but, face. But I want, we got to change the conversation, though. Now, we're going to take a break. I got a minute here. I got to get you because I only got a couple of minutes on the other side. 
Um, it, this is not a First Amendment issue anymore. People that that they're you're take that people are following a, that that this is about the administration. This is the Praetorian Guard. This is from Kennedy to Nixon to today. They choose who they feel should rule, and they'll and they'll big, give those guys power. If they don't approve it, it's like the Praetorian Guard. You're not going to get it. Darren Beatty, give me 60 seconds on that, sir. Well, you know, it is a fascinating question of who really rules. In Russia, it's clear that Putin's in charge. In China, she is in charge. In the United States, it's very opaque. It's never been clear who's actually in charge. And we're getting a better and better idea as revelation of the JFK files come out, revelations of you know, January 6th come out, and now revelations of the intelligence agencies basically putting pressure on big tech to deplatform a sitting president of the United States right before, an ele- you know, it's, um, it's pretty clear that the intelligence agencies think they have a right to be in charge, and that's how they've been operating for a long, long time. Darren, hang on. I want to go on the other side because Revolver is the tip of the spear of you understanding this, and you must understand this. It's for you to understand because the people must be in power in this nation. That would be you. An informed citizenry next in the world. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, people come to War Room. You know, it's not entertainment. It's work. We understand that. But it's it's work to save your country. By the way, I want everybody, 202-224-3121 is the Senate. 202-225-3121 is the House. Make sure they hear your opinion this weekend. You've already we've already been killed for right now debt ceiling and amnesty. Uh, I think we've killed the Puerto Rican uh, citizen, the independence of Puerto Rico for now. Um, and uh, you know we're working; they're trying to stuff the Electoral Count Act up in there. We're going to try to stop that too, and obviously the omnibus. Um, Darren Beatty, here's what we need to do, and and you're the guy to do it. We need Revolver. You've done this now. Ever since you found it, Revolver, and it's been spectacular. It even the also they're now more relevant than ever. So I'm gonna turn to you. Give us a minute of how people get to the Revolver site and start to read the articles that you've done on this. Ladies and gentlemen, you gotta understand. This is quite simple. The national security apparatus of this nation believes they're in charge of this nation. Let me just be brutally frank. That means you're not in charge of this nation. This is not what the found the founders and framers warned us about this. Right. We've been worn down from time immemorial. And you looked at history, you looked at the Roman Empire. This happened in the Roman Empire, the administrative state there, the bureaucrats, and then the Praetorian Guard. When they took charge, they were deciding what was happening. Okay. Not the Senate and people of Rome. We're not going to let it happen here. And it's happened. The last 60 years has happened Kennedy, Nixon, and Trump. And it ends here and it ends now. And the only way it's going to end is you, not me. Not Trump, not Tucker Carlson, and not Darren Beatty, you. But you got to get armed with all the information and facts. Darren, how do they go to Revolver and where do they start? Go to revolver.news and, you know, you make a great point. And I've been remiss not to neatly and conveniently categorize all of our pieces on the big tech issue. And so I'll be sure to do that in the, for the course of the next few days so people can have a very 
neat and organized way to just go through the entire archives of Revolver News because without you know congratulating you know myself too too much, I mean this is really important information. We've called just about every significant dimension of this from the very beginning, uh, particularly in relation to uh, big tech, but also, of course, to January 6th. But the broader theme tying all of this together is really the role of the national security state in our democracy. And I really hope it's not true what some political theorists have claimed, that a mass democracy is um, is uh, inevitably controlled by a mass media, and the mass media is controlled by intelligence agencies. And therefore, the mass democracy is a, a lie in the sense that the people aren't in charge, the intelligence agencies are in charge. It looks like there's been a lot more truth to that than we ever could have imagined or wanted. Yeah. But I hope it doesn't have to be the case. But in order to correct that, at a radical level from its roots, we have to understand the problem at its roots. And I think we're really beginning to do that, not only at the conceptual level, but now with Good the time. Twitter files and everything else, we have the receipts as well. Uh, real quickly, how do they get to Revolver and how do they follow you on social media? Revolver.news, Revolver.news as always. And again, people can uh, anticipate a very interesting Trump interview in the near future. So we're going to drop that. Big. And I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie and Revolver News is on Gitter at Revolver News. Darren, thank you very much for taking time away on Saturday. And we're going to get everybody over to the site and get all up to speed on this. The National Thanks. Security State. Uh, there's a Christmas gift that's going to help you get up the learning curve quicker. Jay Ellis joins us. Jay, talk us about the election game and particularly all the different aspects that you've laid out. That's, I call it a heuristic device. Of course, it's a lot of fun. I know you're on the fun aspect. I'm on the learning aspect, but it's both. Tell people what it is and how can they get it? All right, Steve, basically what it is, is the game's called election 2020. You decide. Okay. And it is a compilation of everything that is going on right now. And it is a, a must have for Christmas. It's, you know, like I said, it's under 50 bucks and it is a must have. And it, it is a great learning device as well. And, you know, we are constantly because part of it's interactive and it's, there are QR codes in the game or, or on the cards in the game and that allow you to pull up packets of information. And we're constantly updating it. And, you know, just interesting having Darren on, you know, that'd be a great mix as well. All the revolver articles or what's going on again in Maricopa County, uh, the Twitter file, uh, you know, everything that's going on, we continually update this. And it's, again, as you call it a heuristic device, it's a great learning device, but it's also a lot of fun. And again, I, as I've always said, think trivial pursuit meets Babylon B and just, you know, it got teed up perfect today. Just of everything that's continues to come out about all this yep. disinformation. This is the perfect gift. It is, you know, again, it is absolutely tailor-made right now. You'll have fun on the holidays and, and Steve, it's promo code war room, promo yep. code war room. And one other thing I might want to throw in, it'd be great if the list, would uh, send, you know, suggestions and thoughts in on what they would want in the mix. So we're continually we'll updating. We'll, 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 we'll get you on a, we'll get you on a, 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 a getter live feed. 
Uh, by the way, you may change a few minds when you're playing this game with friends or family over the holidays. I'm not kidding you. The information is there. One more time, where do they go to order this today to get it for the holidays? All right, Steve, www.electionfun.com, electionfun.com, promo code WARROOM. We're running out of time. The War Room has been unbelievable. We've been selling so many of these games, and it's been great. But again, electionfun.com, promo code WARROOM. Order it now so it'll be there in time for Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, Jay. We'll have you on next week. Thank you so much, brother. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll be up on Getter over the weekend. A lot of news happening. Big stuff on Brazil. Obviously, what's happening uh, on the nation's capital. There's all this horse training in the RNC race. And Monday, 10 a.m., we're going to be live Eastern Time from uh, AmFest, Turning Point USA. Still get a ticket. TPUSA.com slash War Room. Get there. Get there. Be square. Also, um, MyPillow, MyPillow.com, promo code warm. Get your Christmas shopping done today. Get something under the tree. See you over the weekend on Getter. Back here Monday morning. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now, go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.